This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Gino, your guy. Gino Smith is like, what is he, fourth in EPA per play after week one? Um, he was really good. And I actually thought, you know, he was as good in the second half for the most part. Like, he actually, some of his best plays came in the second half. Um, I think the um, the second half issues was just more like Pete Carroll just called it stuff. And I was like, oh, that's perfect because that was just random crap. I didn't like some of the play calls, honestly. I th- thought Walter mm. ran a little cold there. Um, God, and then, like, the, the sacks came, and, and we've, we've talked about it. The first sack, Pete said, he, I mean, I think Pete was just trying to keep it even with everything, not to be too high on everybody. I think the the play-action sack, that was just completely on cross. I don't think there's any way for Gino. I mean, if he steps up, what does he step up into? The play's dead if he steps up. Um on the other one, nothing was open really, but he still could have stepped up because that's what good pocket work would have allowed for. Um, it was a gun five drop. So yeah, it's going to take you to 10 yards, but at the bottom of your drop, nothing's there, hitch up, whatever. Um, yeah, put that one on Gino. Um, I thought he was really good. His average depth of um, target was real low, like bottom five, like five yards. But if you isolate into pure dropback situation, so no play action and gun only, not pistol, because that was, and we'll talk about that. That was a lot of uh, play action as well. But in actual pure dropback situations, he was middle of the pack, like 8.6 yards per um, per target, um, depth of target of air yards. So, I mean, he's pushing the ball downfield when they're actually asking him to play quarterback. Um, so that's, that's a good sign. Um, all in all, well, I don't know, Maddie. Do you have Ty? Do you guys have any other observations about Gino Gino's performance? I mean, accurate, decisive, by and large, good in the pocket. Yeah, uh, I am. Um, we'll, we, a lot of people have asked about you know why the offense stalled. We will cover that as a topic as well. But in terms of mm-hmm. like Gino's role in that, I, I agree with you, Griff. I don't really think he could have done much better. There was like two throws where I felt. He kind of he he was not as decisive as he had been in the in the first half. That being said, like one of them, it was like a, a third and sixteen where the deep comeback to Fant he could have thrown sooner. He kind of hesitated throwing, it, I think, but yeah. then the timing's a bit off because it's a deeper uh, drop, uh, a deeper concept than it ordinarily would have been because they were running it to the sticks. Um, it was open, and if he'd sort of trusted his first uh, thought there, then it would have been completed. But because he didn't and he just waited on it, uh, the corner was able to come and play it to the far. It was like it was a field throw, so to the wide side yeah. of the field. And he, he got the pass break up. But really, that is like kind of nitpicky. And then this, the second one is um, 
a bit earlier on, he had like a, a, a double post concept or like an, two in-breaking routes. And like the deeper in-breaking route was kind of getting open. Uh, do you do you know the play I'm talking about there? Where... where he throws it into the dirt in front of Lockett? Yeah. So, but but it's like the quick game wide cross concept, yeah. and uh, yeah. So that ball was tipped though, but I, I thought that, up. that ball was tipped. But he had Goodwin. He saw the look, and Goodwin. I don't know how open Goodwin was. He wasn't exactly screaming out of his break on the in on the in break on the dig, um, and that was when I tweeted. I was like, "Oh yeah, Gino progressed to that." And as Maddie's drawing this up, Gino progressed to that, and I would have loved to have seen him throw it, but. I, I don't know if that was a as throwable a look as as you'd hope because it's it's to the quarter side of the formation. Uh, the 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 corner is squeezing it okay, like just isolated to the one on one look with the corner. It's targetable, not necessarily necessarily like wide ass open. But then you also have the quarter safety who can nail down, and it's to the field. I feel like the throw would have been safe, but it would have required a, a really good throw though. That's where I w- wonder, like, man, if they had a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. in there, Gino probably throws that without hesitation. Um, I mean, that assumes that Odell is still who he was with the Rams um, after his after his injury. Um, but that's just me, you know, fantasizing at that point. But, uh, yeah, but I, I like that it was in his process to, to, to progress to it, even if he didn't like the look. Maddie, look look at this production value, by the way. Like, yeah. hats off to us. We're we're doing a this great is, job here. Yeah, that is, is such a the, show right now. The quick game. Yeah. Uh, what, it is a show. It's the Seattle Overload show, and uh, yeah, this That's is kind right. of concept. But unfortunately, I'll work it out next time where I don't actually stand in front of half the drawing and I sort of adjust my mic properly. But that you know, I think that's pretty good. Uh, the lot, but the the thing is, like Griff. Um, with that concept, like he still worked his way to the backside, right? So, like, and he still, you know, yeah, he turned down his the the dig, which was kind of the corner was in a good undercut position. It was a bit riskier, like you said, the quarter safety up there. He was close to kind of jumping on it, right? Right. And then and then he just works to the backside, lock it's open, and it's just a shame. I mean, you can criticize him for missing it. He should have he should have hit that, but that's the one miss he had. And then again, that ball was tipped when he threw it to Lockett. Yeah. Um, so, which, you know, you can still put on the quarterback, I guess. You got to get it over the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah. So, but he had some absolute clutch plays. There, there, there are scenarios where the offense, Waldron, is just like, we need a bucket. And right now that means Gino just isolating Tyler. He's clearly his go-to receiver at the moment, at least for this game. And it's letting Tyler just win went on the outside with either a comeback or like an out route from a reduced split. And he trusts that Lockett's going to get open and he throws it even like starts to throw motion before Lockett actually cuts. And they, they worked that. And then also he had the one third and 10 completion to DK Metcalf got rid of the ball before DK, you know, was not even like stopping his feet yet. Just perfect timing. He put it inside and high where only DK could get it and, you know, tight window throw, 14 yards downfield, whatever it was. And it's just like, wow, that was awesome. And then, of course, it was fall. And so, like, D- so Gino was, like, dealing at that moment, that point in time. Um, and then, of course, the the DK fumble on the, uh, on the swing pass following, which kind of ruined all their progress right there. 
Um, Maddie, are you drawing that play up right now? Yeah, I think that's it, but I'm in the way of it, so let me just back yeah. off. <laughs> there you go. Like little little throw into quarters where front side he actually had a oh it wasn't into quarters actually it was a cover three fire zone wasn't it but um, yeah yeah it was it, it worked out pretty nice because um, he had a he had like a uh, a dagger or like a, a Swiss or coin concept front side right like I'll, that's I'll right he did. That up. And, and okay that's interesting yeah yeah so then. Because he opens there, but then he comes off of it really quickly. And I don't, I remember thinking that this, I don't know if the max or normal split, meaning the, the distribution of the receiver's formation, served them there because it took so long for Lockett's inbreak to actually clear that, the like the middle hook defender, or like the hot to three defender, the, the linebacker is what I'm saying. Because you want that route to break horizontally and get inside of that. Um, get inside of that linebacker and that there's no way that look was getting there so he moves off of it and hits dk on the isolation and again throws a great ball and everything um but yeah beyond that i don't i don't know yeah so to recap with that and just an overall thing is the process that we saw regardless of the results of the preseason right which is very much reliant on the other 10 guys on offense doing their jobs, right? Regardless of all that, the process was there where we were in a situation where the process has continued into week one and it works. Like, okay, um, the positive first half, there were a few coverage busts from Denver, but, a, you know, a quarterback who's not executing the right process consistently... And it's not even the right process. It's a it's an excellent process. Just to say it's right is sort of belittling and like underplaying how good Gino's been, right? Like yeah. it's an it's an excellent process. Like and and that process has continued and he took was able to take advantage of some of Denver's busts. They were also partly a result of scheme. So the overall scheme, Griffin. A lot of lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Seattle's Seattle's structure right now, this is so, so, you know, we, we were talking about this when we we're talking about gun running, not gun running. Um, they are running, they've transitioned away from, you know, what is the Russell Wilson offense, which was designed to fit his unique strengths. And now that they're, they're, they're essentially living in the kind of McVeigh, the McVeigh world. Now it's, it's Waldron running, running his offense. Um, that means that when they're an under center now the under center behavior looks very similar and that you know it's lots of outside zone and then play action boots and stuff um but it's like when they go into shotgun they have shaved out their gun runs like they, they had 10 pure shotgun not pistol but and we'll get into pistol they had 10 shotgun snaps that were not uh pistol it was just pure shotgun like running back to the side of um, to the, the quarterback, they had 10 shotgun snaps and 10 call dropbacks on a single gun run. So what that means is you can now spend less total. Well, actually, before we get to what that means with what you do with those excess snaps that you're no longer running with, the statement there is that your, your dropback game is self-balancing. You don't need gun runs anymore because, and you don't need gun play action anymore because you're, you're dropback game is imposing enough constraints on the defense in enough areas 
to where you you are stretching them in all directions, which is thus balanced. So the passing game is self-balancing in shotgun right now because that's Gino can work work the progression. He'll do what the, the the play call asks of him. That allows the play calls then to sequence things. Then it becomes like a greater you know greater than the sum of your parts equation. Gino executes and the scheme benefits Gino. And then Gino benefits the scheme, etc. Then you can actually game plan. You can you know the the play caller knows what his quarterback is going to do more or less. Um, so what that means is so now that you are shaving your gun runs out of your gun sample what are you doing with those snaps you then get the benefit of pouring them into under center that then means more under center snaps ultimately means more under center play action snaps per total snap so the frequency of under center play action increases by virtue of being able to spend more time in under center um and of course under center play action is kind of a premium in the league right now like you can you any any play color worth their salt can take any schmuck quarterback and get production there like look at mitch trubisky sorry that's a mean way to speak of mitch trubisky <laughs> or the now, now the thing is you, you the better the quarterback <laughs> is the even better the results are going to be now what's interesting about this game though is that they actually didn't take those snaps and spend more time in under center they they spent like um 15 snaps in under center 10 snaps in shotgun what they did was they took those snaps and put them into pistol and but when they were in pistol they really did a variety of things at pistol and we'll talk about why but they ran some of their pure under center concepts in pistol so like one single back pistol the like 12 personnel the wide zone running the outside zone running and then the play action concepts off of it uh but then they also did a little bit of like rpos to challenge the overhangs or the mic and stuff um, against too high structure and and i thought that was to kind of because you wouldn't run like play action dig routes against you know half quarter quarter or you can but it's not ideal you'd rather do it against cover three so like when we saw those like those now slants to noah fan dk metcalf when they're in pistol that's them essentially replacing what would have been like drift strike or what Shanahan calls drift, what McVeigh and, and Waldron calls strike. So you're kind of, instead of challenging, instead of challenging uh, those linebackers at the second window, because you can get that quarter safety is nailing down or the curl defender on the other side of the cover two side can, can stay high on that route and leverage it. If you're running kind of essentially pairing a now slant with a pistol rpo or some, maybe one of them wasn't a true rpo it might have been like a pre-snap thing not like a post-snap read um you're still being able to get that kind of similar-ish production out of the same like wide zone principles uh wide zone action principles um one of them was off of was off of like gt counter i think so i'm, I'm talking a little bit out of my ass here um, but I think that was why they elected to go into pistol because they weren't getting a team that was going to play single high. Um, but then beyond that, when they went the full house pistol, like 21 personnel, like even or 12 personnel, but you got Disley in the backfield along with Noah Fant, that serves a couple of different purposes. Um, one, it gives you variety. So like you can do, yeah, if you have an advantageous front look, yeah, you can run. Well, would they run triple option on that one? Um, yeah. So they went... When they went full house, it was awesome because you actually had the the triple option threat, and it was unfortunate because Denver didn't necessarily uh, respect the pitch. They had their backside four eye. Um, uh, he he kind of like 
cheated the play. Uh, he he backdoored it really well, but like removed the 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 uh, what do you call it? The the take read from Smith. You know. Yeah. Uh, but that that's something I'm, I'm sure we'll see of Kenneth Walker and Penny up in there. Yeah. And and the the run diversity Griff, which you're big on and is necessary, right? You can't just be a wide zone team. Like teams will figure you out. And the way that they the kind of fronts and coverages and, and all that stuff, the defenses they run to stop wide zone, you got to have a counter punch, literally in like guard tackle counter, or in this case when they were when they were in it, um, <clears throat> like guard tackle wrap, right? Um, yeah. Where where uh, that was big. I'll just draw up the the full house thing. Uh, but um, I, on that point as well, Griff, Denver's defensive line was really really good. Like. DJ Jones, especially, kind of cheats yeah. the math for them or maths, as I'd say. He's a great player. Jeremiah was good. So then, the other side, the other aspect of this full house thing is when you are playing a quarters team and you don't, and you're a safety and your number two is now in the backfield, meaning your number two receiver, like perimeter receiver number one, then the slot is your number two. And the next slot, if it was trips, would be your number three. But if your number two receiver is in the backfield, that influences the safety distribution and alignment. And even though like regular quarters and outside release on the outside still gets you one on one, when you shrink those those safeties splits, you're also you're getting even more of a one on one look on the outside. So when they went full house, they hit, they hit DK on the kind of that hinge route, and then on another one they looked for him deep down the sideline. So I think this pistol formation is one to kind of try to catch them in an under center defense, because if you put out enough, if you put out enough like under center behavior when you're in pistol and you get an under center defense, then that means their pass rush can't tee off as well because you're in a bare front. You don't have the, you don't have, you know, your, your second edge is dropping into coverage. It's three 300-pounders rushing you in an edge instead of two 300-pounders and two 250 guys. That means you can catch them in a bad look to try to get deep outside. Um, and that was, I think, the other objective of this. So pistol is like bridging. And again, this might have been game plan, but it's bridging under center and it's bridging gun drop back. And then also it gives you different permutations to it um take advantage like you were saying of bat of fronts that aren't equipped to defend multiple gaps changing and so essentially it's the 2022 version of the mcveigh offense regaining lost balance that it doesn't have because i i have a sorry i i agree with that and like the mcveigh what does the mcveigh offense do to get seven man pass protection they come out in empty and then they chip protect like they come out like this two wing backs and then they chip pass pro on the ends and so they they can run the kind of drop back games you're talking about griff yeah but with 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 empty with seven man protection this pistol formation early in the game they came out in chip pass pro yeah and and it is the same effect but kind of genoified right yeah like they're able it, to they're able to get chip pass pro from this this is like what I do in NCAA 14 because you, you're putting everyone, you get an under center defense and you're getting everyone in the box. And heck, it's not a one on one because there's this crazy safety. But like you said, his two, which is this guy yeah. or this guy, is in the backfield. So you are accessing a one on one. And 
And that that um, hinge route that Gino threw uh, early in the game, which someone which has was on the right for what that is. But like the quarter safety tried to drive on it, but it's so far out that Gino had the arm strength, even far hash. Yeah. He was able to throw it anyway, so it's very impressive. Yeah. So, so the overarching theme here is essentially goes back to balance. So, like the, the McVeigh offense, pure form is you live in under center and you live in shotgun. Shotgun is like ninety percent pass rate on early down, and then under center that allows you to spend an exorbitant amount of time in under center, where your pass rate is like is like within the realm of what is normal for the league, like anywhere between 32 and 40%, which is where McVay lives. That's where most of the majority of the league lives. It's where Carroll lives, like, or the Seahawks live um, when they're in under center, the pass rate in there. Um, but so that means when you're in gun teams, know you are passing the ball and then they can, now they still were efficient in spite of that, but it's still, it's defenses are trying to box you in and trying to figure you out and isolate what you do and when, Pistol uh, kind of regains back some of the the tendency like obfuscation, like the defense can't put a finger on you anymore, and then it's 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 regaining lost balance that you don't have when you're in gun. So and and Pete talks about balance, and I think what balance means to him <clears throat> is just being able to impose a multiple constraints on the defense. It's not literally a a numbers game. He no longer needs the run game to do that in shotgun. That's why they're not running in shotgun. I think I think whoever's idea, whoever's idea in-house of of really embracing pistol is a way to kind of get under center stuff, get shotgun stuff, be versatile in the run game. Whenever you want, you can hit a fade even when if it's there. Not that they did in this game, but that's the objective. So and they're able to do all this. Uh, maybe meet Pete's desires and still have a 60% pass rate overall. And they're not losing anything. They're not losing any of the benefits of the run game because tendency has been um, tendency can't be kneeled down. Now we'll have to see how this, you know, evolves over time and how things are game plan, but it's, it's very, it's very interesting. You could say um, kind of McVeigh tree. Um, well, like, Griff as well, I we have to at this point shout out a fellow Brit, um, Ollie Connolly. Uh, like in the preseason, he was writing about how pistols, what the McVeigh tree is going for, and how how it's is is for what the similar reasons to what you've just outlined. So that is like the new wave. Um, I like this as well. Like talking of like tenancy breaking coming out in the pistol look with the trips kind of presentation, and they picked up a a, a first down in third and short to Penny down on the sideline where they have all these guys in, in a condensed split in the trips. They then pre-snap motion from the pistol into like four strong gun and four strong gun was a big part of this game as well. And then they yeah. throw it to Penny in the flat classic pick concept. But if you come out in four strong, they think, Hey, pick, pick, pick it's it's, it's uh, short yardage, but coming out in the pistol to hide the tendency and then doing it. So it, it works for hiding tendencies of gun as well yeah. as, yeah. Uh, as well as the, uh, the understand stuff. So, so- so one more thing on exactly what you're saying. They showed pistol and they're getting a like quote unquote under center defense, right? Then they motion, they shift even to gun and then they run gun drop back. And now you have a softer pass rush and yeah. So 